welcome to the JB Show. Oh, gee, I'm in LA right now. I'm on the West oh, Coast. Nice. Yeah, COVID pretty bad out here. We've been hit with a crazy wave. Been able to do. They shut down all the restaurants and stuff. Yeah, they shut down a bunch of the restaurants and stuff. You know what I mean? But we just coping with the new way of life. We masking up, ordering up, cooking in the house more. Hell yeah. You know, stuff like that. Just trying to stay positive. What what have you been cooking? Man, I've been running out of uh <laughs> ideas. I feel like I make the same shit every day. Oh yeah, man. I've been having a lot of Italian pastas every other day. I've been mixing up my pastas with beef, changing it up, putting in chicken. I've been doing a lot of postmates here and there. But yeah, I've been I've been cooking though. Well, one, uh, I just really want to thank you for responding to my DM. Wasn't really uh expecting it, but thankful to have you on, man. Oh yeah, much love, bro. You know, when I take the time out to sit down and check my messages and I come across something that touch me, you know, people want to reach out and, you know, say positive things and, you know, do positive things as well on their own. It's, uh, you know, my best interest to reach out to people and, and connect with them. So appreciate you for reaching out. Would you say it took like a while to kind of like break in and really like feel your first success or was it? Oh like yeah, definitely, right? man. It took it took a while for me to actually feel some type of uh, success and reap the, the benefits of, of being an upcoming rapper, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I was able to travel the world at an early age. I was able to make a lot of connections, get a lot of dope features and work with a lot of dope artists. But yeah, it took a while before I started feeling any type of success. Yeah, in the beginning, did you have people that like almost like doubted you? Did you ever like think about like quitting early on? No, I never really developed a, a, a fuck you to anybody that didn't yeah. believe in me. Like, I'm not that, that's not in my character. Cause you know, yeah. a lot of people develop that like, oh, well, you didn't believe in me. So fuck you, I made it now. It's not even about that, you know? I just be on some like, you probably was just so focused on what you had going on at the time that you really wasn't able to grasp onto the vision that I had, you know what I mean? It's not that you probably didn't believe in me, but you probably just didn't believe in the vision, you know, that I had because to get to the point to where I'm at, to some people it's damn near impossible. And they mind it's like, damn, how the fuck am I gonna get on TV? Or damn, how can I go travel the world and go do all this extra stuff and all that? But to some people it seemed impossible. That's why I always say you should never really share um, big ideas with small minded people. So that's what I really learned to just really keep my goals and stuff to myself. Cause like you said, some people, don't be believing earlier on, but I'm not really worried about who believe because it's all about if you believe in yourself. Yeah, that's a good point. And I don't know, I've been kind of doing this podcast for a few years, uh, just graduated out of school and trying to build it on the side, but there's always like, I feel like you always face those like self doubt. And then all of a sudden when like something clicks, you just feel the motivation to keep on pushing, but it's hard sometimes to, you know, look over people giving you like that negative feedback and kind of, going against the the curve and going out of your comfort zone. Like well, whoever been giving you any negative feedback about what you've been doing, hey, more kudos to them, you know what I'm saying? Because you're doing it, man. You got me on your podcast, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, hope I, I hope I'm one of your biggest guests. I hope I am the biggest guest on your podcast. <laughs> yeah, man, right now it's hey. all, absolutely. <laughs> you're doing your thing, man, and just, just keep doing it, bro. Don't worry about nothing, man. Just stay 10 toes down, stay focused, keep working hard, bro. So – Kind of starting from the beginning, you grew up in South Central LA, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up off Western. Nice. And then basically, like, start to your career was rapping. And then um, how did that kind of take off into acting? Well, rapping was always a passion of mine. Doing music always been a passion. 
the rapping opened up the doors for opportunities like for acting for like Lil Dicky and myself, you know. Lil Dicky just had the platform and he had the fan base and the audience to being able to even think like, hey, maybe if I got this large audience of uh, fans that love me in rapping, maybe they'll love me on TV. So that's just how that transpired, you know, because TV, uh, music, fashion, they all tie hand in hand, you know what I'm saying? So me doing music and working with Lil Dicky is just how the opportunity of being on TV and becoming an actor, uh, you know, really came about. And plus that was really his passion to be an actor and to be on TV and have his own show. I've always been thinking about music, you know? Of course, I thought about being on TV, but I didn't think about, you know, directly just being an actor this early in, you know, my career. It's just pretty early, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, how old are you? Like 30? Yeah, I'm in my 30s. How did you end up meeting Little Dicky? It was through, like, management or... Is yeah, that yeah, how, like, yeah. I met, him, I, met him, I met him through management because I've been working in the industry for, like, 10 years more. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, so I was working with other artists. And then uh, one day when I just was, you know, fell off and I wasn't doing nothing and I stopped touring, I just got a call, text message from a manager, one of my old managers that I used to work with. And he just hit me like, yo, I got this new artist I'm working with. I want you to work with him. And I'm like, man, I got to meet him. And that's how I met him. That's so awesome. You kept that uh, relationship alive too. You stay connected. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to stay connected with people in this business because if you don't, you know what I'm saying? That's how you get out the loop. You know what I mean? So. If you stay connected with people that's in the loop, then therefore they'll be able to throw you back in the mix and then it's just, hey, boom. How are you able to like, keep those relationships alive? Like, I imagine it's tough. You're probably like in so many different places at once. Um, you know, you- Oh yeah, well, I just basically, you know, social media is a big thing. It's a, it's a big platform where you can always find somebody and reach out. Or, you know, if you got their phone number, if you lose connection, you know, you can just always find people these days. This is not hard to get in touch with anybody these days. So I just try to keep in touch with people that, you know, mean a lot to me. Always check up on them, call them, text them, you know, shoot them an email if I have to, whatever. But shit, if I fuck with you and I care about you, man, I'm going to find your ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good way to put it. It's really tough. What do you say? Like starting from the bottom and working your way up. I think a lot of people not like lose themselves, but get to that point where giving up. Was there... You said that. Oh, you yeah, definitely, man. I, I, I didn't push myself so hard. Like, it was days where I wasn't getting sleep, where I drove myself into manic depression, where I fucked up, you know. Well, I, went, I fucked up my mental health, you know. I just, just got off track, you know what I mean? So when you're really working hard, trying to stay on the path to success, you know, you really can drive yourself stir crazy, you know what I mean? And yeah, you can just really push yourself to the limit. And you just really got to take care of yourself. That's all. Was there a point in like your early career where you just felt it all click? Uh, yeah, I felt it clicking when I started traveling and going on tour, uh, making money with my friends. And then when I started working with other major artists, like I got songs with Lil Wayne and shit. So once I accomplished that, I started figuring out like, damn, like this is some type of success. This is like me doing all this on my own. Me and my friends just believing and dreaming and just putting our energy towards this. Like shit, if I could do this, and it came this fast. Just imagine what I could do if I put in more and more and more work. So that's just how it really happened, man. Like a lot of shit happened to me at an early age. And yeah. I didn't even I didn't even realize how successful I was until shit 10 years later. Like I'd be sitting out thinking about the shit that I accomplished when I was younger. And I'd be like, damn, I did a lot to be the age of 21. You know what I'm saying? And to, to do shit like this. And it all just plays into a whole part of my career because... Like I said, I'm I'm thirty, about to be thirty-five um, this coming year. So it's like 
if I've been in this shit ever since I was 21 and I got people telling me that, man, you inspired me back, back then and then it's like, it just, it don't make me realize how much of an impact I had on people or how successful I was to certain people because shit, 10 years ago, I wasn't successful to me. Like it was cool. You feel me? I was traveling the yeah. world and everything, but I, I, it wasn't, it wasn't what I have now. Like what I have now, I feel way, way more successful, of course, but it just goes to show you that when you're working hard, that you don't pay attention to your accomplishments and your achievements. Like I said, I have to sit down and reflect to this day. Like, damn, I really performed at Madison Square Garden, sold out, or I was really in Japan. I really, you know what I'm saying? I should be really mind-blowing when you sit down and reflect. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, I've been even been trying to tell myself that. Like, I've definitely like, grown a lot in the past, like, two years, ever since I started. But taking that, like, time to reflect and look at what you've done, it's like tough. I just feel like you're um, hardest critic on yourself. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, man. That's what it is. Just taking the time to reflect and just always working hard, critiquing yourself. You know what I mean? And I really didn't do that back then when I was earlier, earlier in my career. I really didn't take the time out to reflect and just think about, hey, what am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? I was yeah. just putting the work in. I was just putting the work in and just putting shit out. I didn't even care. Like, I would just be calling my friends every day, like pulling up on my friend, like, yo, let's work. Let's, let's shoot pictures. Let's do this. Let's do like, I didn't even care if it was coming out horrible. And I just, just had that, that mentality of like, let's just get something done, you know? So that's what I'm focusing on now is getting things done, but just, you know, really taking my time and reflecting on shit. Cause I could have an idea, but I really won't put a pen to paper until I really, really, really believe in it. Yeah, I feel like I'm in that phase of just, if I think of something, I just start it. And if I don't like it, I just like quit. And then just keep on like trying new shit till. till yeah, because you got to you gotta really believe in it. Yeah. Because there's that whole like thing. If you think an idea is good, but it takes, I don't know, like in the beginning, you don't have that many resources. It could take like a lot of time to, you know, like develop like a project. So you just want to make sure you're using your time wisely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For real. You just got to really connect the dots. Kind of going into, I guess, like the show is like the next topic I, I wanted to get into. How did how did that whole like process start? So basically connected with Little Dicky, and then you started touring with him before. Then did they have that spot on the cast, and they just kind of asked you to come in and? Nah, nah. I had to audition to be myself. I actually was Little Dicky's real friend. That's like really my best friend in real life, and he was already traveling the world. You know what I mean? And doing his thing, making a name for himself. And we went on tour together, and. um no, actually, I did the first concert with him tripping. He wasn't already traveling the world. We did all that together since day one. I was on this with him since his first concert. So we've been traveling the world together, being friends and everything for seven years. And in the midst of these seven years, he's telling me, like, yo, I want to come out with a show. And I'm like, yeah, you should. Your show would be dope if you just did a show about your life and shit. So he just gave me the opportunity to be in a show because it already made sense. That's his, I'm his boy and I already been rocking with him. So, you know, I just had to audition to be myself. But at the end of the day, Nobody could have played me. I seen yeah, audition sure. tapes. You know what I mean? Was that was that weird auditioning for yourself? I don't even. I feel like I would try to like. Act it was. It was. It was weird at first, but I understood because Lil Dicky is like a perfectionist. He's like the Steve Jobs, Phil Jackson of the rap game. You know what I mean? He really want to chase perfection. So I understand that I had to audition because at the end of the day, he could have took a. She could have took this chance and I could have been horrible because to be honest with you, it's not easy getting on TV in front of all them cameras and being yourself and telling your real truth and, you know, acting like, you know, yourself. And it's just a lot of on the pressure. It's just a lot on the line. You know, when you're really thinking about this is a job, this is a career, like people go to acting school for 20 years to do the shit that I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? People be spending their whole life trying to act. So 
I'm just naturally talented, I guess. You know, that's what Dickie was trying to tell FX in the network. Like, yo, like he's going to audition. He's going to kill this. Like he's, he's a star. So I guess I had enough star power and enough charisma or whatever to, to, to do what I do. And people love it. What was the hardest part about the audition? What'd you say? Um, to be honest with you, the hardest part was just really thinking like, just getting over the fact that I know I'm about to kill this shit and be on TV for the next couple of years and or forever. Just knowing like that was like just thinking about that, like I'm really about to be on TV. Like not even I wasn't even nervous about the audition because like I'm a dope person. I got a dope personality. You know, that's just hands down. So that goes to what I'll say. I was just really trying to convince myself and just get over the fact that like I'm really about to be on TV. Like I was asking my friend every day he came to my house, like, bro. What is this shit gonna be like, bro? Like, I'm gonna be on TV, bro. Like, what is this shit gonna be like? I've dreamed about this type of shit my whole life. So that was the hardest part. Not the audition, none of that. It was just getting over the fact that I'm gonna be famous. And then it did it turn out like you expected, or was it better or worse? What would you say? Oh, definitely. It, it turned out like I expected. Uh it my life definitely got better, but in different aspects of my life, things are a little bit more challenging, you know. You got to weed out a lot of different things, you know, but a lot of these things that are happening to me, like I already predicted, like once yeah. the money, once the money came or how people would start acting or how my friends and family would treat me and shit like that, because it's not even about the outside world that I'd be worried about and shit. It's just about my close circle and stuff like yeah. that, that I really be trying to focus on and just really try to keep under wraps. But other than that, uh, yeah, it, it changed, man. Like shit. When I go places, I'm recognized. Uh, shit, shit's just, the opportunities seem endless. Like when I wake up, it's just like, yo, such and such saw you on TV and they want to work with you. So just a lot of opportunities just be happening, man. It's just, it's just a blessing to just finally be in this position. You know what I'm saying? So now I understand why it's so hard to make it or why it's so hard to become famous or whatever the case may be. It's not even about being hard, but I just understand why when they say nothing happens overnight you know what i mean yeah and people think it does like people look back and like they'll see your show for the first time and just think like oh like that's kind of what made you but it's like no i've been putting in work for like 15 20 plus years before this so that's, yeah, that's for sure. like one of the most difficult parts i would say that like mm. especially with myself. yeah for sure just the consistency and then the whole thing about like the circle too would you say um it's been tough to kind of keep those like same relationships pretty close or like people obviously are probably asking you for stuff now that you're like, you're bigger. And like, how do you deal with all that? Oh yeah. It'd be, it'd just be different, man. Like I notice like sometimes when I be, you know, going around my friends or whatever the case may be, everybody always trying to like put something onto me, like whether it's a product or whether it's an artist or yo, gay to check this out or yo, do this for me or whatever the case may be. But I totally understand, like, you know, there's nothing wrong, but sometimes yeah. I just want to be myself. Like the other day I went to one of my people's house and he had some people over there and they was rappers and artists and stuff like that, you know? So of course they want to show off their music and material and all that yeah. stuff. But at the same time, I just be thinking like, damn, bro, are you my boy, bro? Like you my real friend. Like sometimes I don't want to feel famous. Like sometimes I just want to chill. Like sometimes I just want to come over here and just talk about nothing with you, bro. Like I don't yeah. want to have to talk about music and 
all this shit 24 seven. Cause this is really my life. Like it's not a dream no more. So it's like, bro, when I come over here, like I come over here for peace of mind and for a break. Like when I come over here, don't be trying to have me sign five other artists and all this other shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that's just, that's just what I be realizing, but it just come with the game. It just come with the game. Like people be like really just trying to make it, you know, and I can't never knock nobody because they looking at me in a position like I made it. But see, the only reason why I be getting irritated or having this conversation is because it's like, damn, you think I made it. But in my mind, nigga, I ain't made it. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that, like I'm still hungry. Like, yeah. like, I ain't made it yet. Like, that's how I be feeling. Like, I, like even with the me being on TV, like, it's still crazy, bro. Like, I still don't feel like I made it. Still don't feel like. Like, you ever heard of that term, never satisfied? Yeah. Absolutely. Like, like I was saying, I could go to my boy. Like, I mean, he, like, he right here. I used to ask this nigga, like, man, how is it going to be? How is it going to be? And then now that I'm here, it's like, okay, now I see how it is. Okay, cool. People know me. But I still don't feel like I made it. So that's how I know I'm hungry and I'm always going to keep going further because I'm never satisfied. I feel like that feeling can hurt. And um, when you were doing all that traveling and stuff, like, what were some of your favorite places to go? Like, I know you went to, like, Israel before and... You mentioned Japan. Like, what were those experiences like? Well, earlier in my career, the shit was unbelievable. It's still unbelievable to this day sometimes when I go jump on the plane or go places and stuff and travel. You know, like, during, like pre, uh, pre the pandemic, it would just be still surreal. Like, okay, wow, I'm in Australia today and shit like that. So, like, traveling really, really opens your eyes up. It really makes you feel like, okay, I'm moving forward in life. I'm, I'm mm. doing something positive. So every place that I touch down at, don't matter whether it was Wyoming, whether it's North Dakota, whether it's fucking Canada, whether it's uh, the UK, every place is a stepping stone in life. You know what I'm saying? So every place I travel, I enjoy it. You know, it don't matter where it's at. It could be Omaha, Nebraska. Like just the fact that I'm not from out there and that I get to go there and experience the land, experience the people, experience the town. It just really makes me feel good. So that's why I really be encouraging everybody just to travel, like just to try to, you know, just to wiggle the best way you can, you know. Yeah, man, I did my uh, study abroad in Australia and I feel like once you like leave your comfort zone, it really opens up your eyes to like different stuff that's going on in the world. And you're just like, damn, I was living in a fucking bubble. Before. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, like, exposed to all this shit. I, I, I love seeing... I love seeing other people travel too. Like my boy, he just uh, came from Miami and shit. I think it was just, that was your first time out there, right, bro? That was his first time in Miami, man. So it just made me feel good just to see the joy on his face. Like, cause where I come from, it ain't easy to make it. It ain't easy to just say, hey, you know what? I'm gonna get up and go to Miami. Like you only hear about that type of shit on TV or you only see that type of shit. So for when my people travel and go places, I, I really be feeling good. Like, yes, my people get to experience something else, man. So keep traveling, young man, because a lot of motherfuckers can't travel, bro. Did my, like, study abroad out there, and I absolutely loved it. I just thought that people were just so much more, like, chill. People were way more friendly. You know, That's I'm the saying. type of world we live in, though, Jimmy. Fuck. You got to realize that, like, we live in a dog-eat-dog world. You know what I'm saying? It's like, if you don't get yours, somebody else going to get it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if you don't if you don't do your podcast, somebody else gonna do it. If I don't do my podcast, somebody else gonna do it. If I don't drop my songs, somebody else gonna drop their songs. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of like 
Shit. Why do you think it has to be like so competitive though? I feel like it it should just be like collaboration, but like But see the competitiveness is what is what pushes people, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's not even more so about being competitive. I like to say inspired. Mm-hmm. Like when I like when you watch other podcasts, it's like you gotta be some type of inspired, bro, when you see somebody shining or winning or something mm-hmm. and they're doing it on a on a bigger platform, you know what I mean? So it's not even about just saying like, you know, oh, I want to be better than them. It's just like, I want to either be better or even just as good. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. just like, you just want to win. Everybody just want to win, you know? And there's nothing wrong with winning. Because for example, Kobe came up under Jordan. You know what I'm saying? He don't want to be Jordan. You know what I'm saying? He don't yeah. want to he he be his own person, but he was inspired. So that's what it really is. People just be seeing other people shining, winning, doing their thing, and they want to do it too. That's all. That's such a good analogy. I love that. Yeah, that's all. They just see people doing shit and they want to do it too. Well, yeah, to be honest with you, I haven't even really got to travel with my friends now with the new profound fame that I have and all the success. Like, the pandemic shut all that down. So that's what's really killing me. The fact that I'm lit as fuck right now and me and my homies can't even go jump on a plane all together right now and go just shut a club down. Like, that shit kills me. Like, yeah. I got so many offerings right now in different states that's open, but my manager won't let me go because he's like, you know what? You're not hurting. It's a pandemic. It's a bad look. You know, it'll make your brand look that's thirsty. So, that's so interesting that, like, there's a negative connotation from you going out and, like, living. Like, it could hurt yeah, you. Yeah, it is a negative. Like, it's a negative thing because, like, I'm not just a rapper, you know, now. Yeah. Like, maybe if I was just a rapper and this was just my only source of income, of course I would be all over the goddamn uh, <laughs> during the pandemic with the states is open but i'm on fucking tv so it's like my manager's like bro you don't have to go travel and go be on tour right now like you're making money just when you sleep you know what i mean so it's just like i'm blessed to be in a position that i'm in that i don't have to go change my whole shit up and go do shit that i don't want to do you know during the pandemic you know even though i do want to be doing these concerts and shit but i have the luxury of kicking back in working on a podcast with my friend, working on other projects, working on music, working on the TV show. Like, I'm just really blessed, man. But I definitely miss traveling and going to them clubs. But once that shit open back up normal, I'm going to be all over the U.S., man. Me and all my niggas, man. We're going to be turning this shit up. Let's go. Um, do, you, do you party in Miami at all? Hell yeah. I fuck with Miami, man. Live on Sunday. Yeah. Fuck I- with Bodega. I fuck with Wet Willies. Uh, finger licking chicken, Opalaka Hit Factory in Opalaka. I love Miami Bell Harbor, bro. I just uh, graduated from there, but we didn't have yeah, like where a, you was at Hollywood University. Uh, yeah, University of Miami. Yeah, yeah. Where's that? Hollywood, Florida. It's in uh Coral Gables. Yeah, Coral Gables. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Not too far, but kind of on the topic of the pandemic, did that help you like out at all? Obviously, like people weren't really doing much. What? The pandemic was the best thing that ever happened to Dave on FX, bro. <laughs> and Hulu. The pan nigga, everybody was inside watching. Everybody was in. We have the number one show on FX comedy history, bro, that ever dropped on FX. Like our ratings was fucking five to seven million every night. Like, it was crazy. Like, we passed Atlanta. We passed Atlanta. We passed, like, we, bro, literally the number one show on FXX. That's why we dropped in season two. Because the pandemic, like, as much as it was a curse, it was a gift to mm-hmm. us. Like, the viewership was crazy. Because what was people going to do? Sit in the house all night, right? <laughs> so every night, 10 o'clock, motherfuckers was tuning in to Dave. So it was really a blessing, man. 
But yeah, the pandemic, man, it helped me out in both ways. It helped me stay focused. It helped me not run around and blow all my fucking money. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it really I'm slowed me down. I my money now too. <laughs> Kind of going into the show, like, could you, could you talk to me about, like, some of your favorite moments and, like, some of the favorite um, co-actors that you were able to meet and, like, who was, like, the most fun to collaborate with? Well, as far as working with everybody on the show, of course, my favorite will have to be Dave because I really know him, you know what I mean? Yeah. And our, chem- our chemistry is just so unmatched and we could just really go off script and just really freestyle and just, you know, uh, it ain't seem like we're going to miss a beat. So I love working with my brother, LD, you know what I'm saying? And all my other cohorts are great too. I love working with Taco, who plays Els. I love working with uh, Christine. Love working with Taylor and Andrew Santino. The whole cast is great. You know, I really do. My favorite episode, favorite moment would have to be my episode, you know, because it landed me on the LA Times, the bipolar episode, the mental health awareness episode that really touched people, made people cry. That's one of my favorite episodes, man, because the impact of that, like, I still. Have people telling me that it's the greatest episode that they saw on TV in 2020 or even the last 10 years. So my episode was the favorite, my favorite. And that was um, I was like reading a few articles and I've even like heard you talk about it before. It was all like natural, like that whole scene. Um, I was just like like a supernatural like moment. Um, yeah, supernatural, super genuine, super passionate man. I was just me being pure. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't even supposed to get that emotional, but I just broke down. You know what I'm saying? I just happened to be like that. Yeah. That's so awesome. And then um, are you guys now filming season two or like, would you be able to share any insight about that? Oh yeah, we're working on it, man. It's coming soon, you know what I mean? We're working on it, we're working on it, man. And that's all I can say. <laughs> we're working on Dave season two. Hell yeah. Stay tuned, y'all. Dave <laughs> on FX, Hulu. And I know you have this term called like gandering. What does that mean? Gandering is just using energy that's inside of you in the most positive way to manifest something that you want to accomplish. You know what I'm saying? Say you want to get into the hottest club in the city, but you know what I'm saying? You don't really got no connections like that. So you go to the club, you gander up, you take three hot girls that you know, and you slide the bouncer 40 bucks on the way in and you get in, you gander and boom. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you just skip, you skip the whole line because your gander was you had three hot girls and 40 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> you skipped the whole line. So you gandered your way into a good night. It's like, it's like finessing in a way. It's, it's like, yeah, a- it's like finessing, man, but. You're doing it in a positive way, though. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you, yeah. You're finessing in a positive way, you know what I'm saying? To get something accomplished for you and yourself and your team. Yeah, I love that. Um, and then, like, kind of the next section I want to go into is, like, advice that you would have. Stay pure. Stay focused. Always be yourself. Never take no for an answer. Um, always believe. Even if nobody believes, just always believe in yourself. Do your research as much as possible. Get the information. Learn about the field that you'll be working in and just go hard and just push it to the limit. Go hard or go homeless. You know what I'm saying? That's the best advice I can give you is just, just really go all in. You know what I'm saying? Don't have a plan B. If you really want to do something, do it. You know what I'm saying? Other people are doing it, so you can do it. And then what about, like, the stepping out of your, like, comfort zone? Yeah, for sure. Number one, acting, like... I was stepping way outside of my comfort zone. I never knew that I could act and do this type of job. I, I knew it was possible, but I didn't know that it would be a full-time job, a full-time career. Like I didn't know, like, hey, that I can do this. Like, I stepped outside of my comfort zone because I'm used to rapping, being on a microphone, on stages, and turning up and showing my uh, swag and skills that way. So for me to just full-blown to be able to go scene to scene to scene and just really deliver and, you know, I stepped outside my comfort zone. So that was one time, you know. Thank you, little Diggy, man, for putting me outside my comfort zone. Oh. Hell yeah. And then um, 
I saw this podcast you did with Andrew Santino. You guys talked about this bet you had with you taking a, a tea break for a week and him taking a drinking break for a week. Did that ever happen? Oh, no, nah, it ain't never happened, man. <laughs> we, it, it never happened, man. Oh. Well, yeah, I, I, I need to get back on that bet, though. I'm glad you refreshed my memory. I need to yeah, I got you. <laughs> Keep doing your thing, Jimmy. You got it, bro. All right. Good meeting you, dude.